Welcome to a Hope Alive Church podcast, where we strive to be an authentic family of believers, where we believe everyone can encounter the living hope found only in Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy the word. What's going on, Hope Alive Church, Hope Nation? It's Pastor Cliff here, and I hope you're doing good on this beautiful Wednesday Wednesday night, we are not having service this Wednesday night, so instead, we decided just to take a few minutes and do a quick recap of what we've been talking about in our series called Healing Habits. We have been in this series for the last two weeks uh, in the month of March on uh, Sunday mornings, and it's been a it's been a great a great conversation. It's been a great revelation. Um, At the same time, it's been humbling um, simply because we all find ourselves involved in habits. And uh, I don't want to say the victim of habits, but truly it is victimization almost because our habits tend to victimize us and rob us of so many things that God has given us. So we've been in this series called Healing Habits, and and it's been uh, incredible. Started out first week uh, strong, going over what habits were, if you will. Um, and uh, But our theme scripture that we've been going through is 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12, and it says, Some of you say, I have the right to do anything, but not everything is helpful. Again, Paul is talking to the Corinthians. He said, Some of you say, I have the right to do anything, But Paul told them, but I will not be controlled by anything. And I'm using this passage of scripture because I think it quite uh, accurately depicts that some of the things that we do, we have the right to do. It's not wrong to do, but it's not helpful. And it's not um, freeing. In fact, it's controlling us. And there's some bad habits that are controlling us. And our goal with this series has been to break these bad habits that hurt us and build the habits that heal us. We talked about in week one that there was this debate between grace and law. And we talked about how Paul was basically telling telling them, yes, you're free. Yes, you've been freed by God's grace. But um, there's some things that you're doing that are, are not helping your salvation. They're not helping you. Uh, um, you know, people are people are using their freedom that they have in Christ as an excuse for all types of behavior and attitudes. And I feel like it's the modern day version of the question that Christians ask these days: Will that will what I'm doing send me to hell? Well, I want to tell you that that's not a Christian. That's not a a, a question that a Christian should be asking. Will this send me to hell? Not necessarily. Um, a desire to to do right as much as can I get away with it without doing too much wrong and uh, this is a wrong mindset for believers and as Christians and as believers we're to be transforming and maturing in our understanding rather than asking the question will it send me to hell we should ask the question will this help me will this bless other people around me will this control me will this master me or will it cause me to lose control of myself? And the truth of the matter is some of the habits that we have are not necessarily bad, but they are controlling us. 
And if we're going to live up to who we are in Christ now that we found Christ, became his sons and daughters, now are we now we have to change the standard. Now we have to change the bar. Lamentation said, let's take a good look at the way that we're living now. This mentality of no rules that I can just do what I want and get away with what I want because God loves me and everything's just going to be okay is, is a, it, it creates a tolerance for bad habits. The word habit is defined as a settled tendency or a regular tendency or practice, especially one that's hard to give up. A habit is, is how you are or your state uh, or condition. Um, I love one definition that said um, an established and often involuntary pattern of behavior. Habits are things that we do through repetition and eventually we do unconsciously with no or, or little effort. First we form habits and then they form us. So my question to you today is, what are you doing on a daily basis? Are you dependent on something else other than God to get through your day? And by dependent, I mean we all at one time go to something else other than God. We go to people, we go to Google, we go to medicine. But it becomes sinful when that is a habit. It becomes idolatry. It becomes uh, complacency when that becomes a habit that we form instead of going to God. Paul, the greatest apostle, the one that actually wrote this, this scripture in Corinthians, he had one of the same dilemmas. I want to read the scripture in Romans chapter 7, verse 15. says, I don't understand what I do. Paul is writing to the Romans and he's saying, I don't do what I want to do. Instead, I do the things I hate to do. I do what I don't want to do. So I agree that the law is good as it is. I am no longer the one who does these things. It is the sin living in me that does them. And that's what he's saying. He's saying when we become so controlled by outward things, it is the proof that there is something has turned sinful. Maybe you started something and it was not sinful. Maybe you started um a routine of drinking a cup of coffee in the morning and it doesn't necessarily qualify as a sin but if you need the coffee to thrive and you cannot you know you cannot talk to anybody and you you just need it or else you your day gets crazy and it becomes an excuse for you to just treat people any old it's become a sin it's become something that controls us Habits are found in, in, a, in several places in, in people. But I've been talking, week one, we talked about the head spaces and heart places of habits. And we talked about the book of Proverbs saying that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The hurting head space of humanity is a playroom for habits, which eventually turn into chains, which turn into bondage. And the hurt in our hearts and the hurt in our heads is often hiding in our habits. Meaning our habits are a, a hangout for hurt. Uh, many of us are triggered by hurt and heartache. And it causes us to form bad habits. And in order to fix this, we need to identify, 
We need to own this fact. We need to acknowledge this fact. And we need to handle these hurts properly because these hurts have turned into habits. I was talking to somebody one time about what, how they picked up smoking. Because when I was a little kid, I, I, I thought smoking was cool. How'd you pick it up? And I remember her telling me my husband was a truck driver and he drove a truck so much Every time I was sad, I would pick up a cigarette. And the separation, anxiety, and the hurt, and the, 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 the feelings that she was going through in that moment caused her, her hurt caused her to pick up a habit that has robbed her of, of the longevity of her life, but has also controlled and, and manipulated her. And though I do not believe smoking a cigarette is a sin, if it becomes your your way of coping, it takes the place of God, it is a sin. God said, bring your burdens to me. If you take them to a cigarette, or you take them to a bottle, or you take them to a pill, or you take them to a plate, it doesn't matter where you take them. A person, instead of to God, that's when they become a problem. And so we've got to put away those 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 habits and, and respond through biblical definitions of dealing with who we are and our identity and processing the pain the right way. If we don't process the pain the right way, we are never going to be free. If you do not process hurt and pain the biblical way, God made you, he created you. If you don't process the hurt and pain biblically the way it's supposed to be, you're not going to heal the right way. <clears throat> I encourage people in our first week to take a minute every day and refresh your head, refresh your heart, do what Colossians says and set your mind. If Paul told the Colossians they had the ability to control your mind, set your mind, set your thoughts, focus in on things above, not on things of this earth. Be transformed by the renewing, this refreshing, this resetting, this grounding, this establishing of your mind really would help us take control of how we process pain, how we process heartache, how we process hurt, and allow us to process it in our identity in Christ, which is one of value and worth, instead of a forming a habit. Medicine and, and science teaches that habits are formed from a trigger. That a trigger causes a behavior, and a behavior who, that earns a reward f develops a habit. So trigger, behavior, reward. I am triggered by my pain, so I go to get something to eat. And when I eat, I get the feeling of being content and, and at peace, and I... I get a reward, some type of hit of dopamine, something sweet, something to drink, some hit from, uh, uh, you know, some kind of chemical. And I have established a repeat process of, of a habit. And in order to shake those things, we have to take control of our minds. Take a minute every day to refresh your mind, to control your mind, to set your mind on things above like Colossians 3, 2 says, and not on things of this earth. We talked about renewing our minds, because that's what Romans says for us to do. Renew your mind. How, Pastor Cliff, do I renew my mind? You renew your mind a couple of ways. Number one, you have to repent for the, for the wrong mindset. 
You have to ask the Lord to guard and direct and forgive you for letting your thoughts run rampant. The Bible says to bring those type of thoughts into captivity. Bring them in, reel them in, and repent for letting your mind run wild. And I say repent because there is a source for this this uh, rampant running of your thoughts, and that's the enemy. The enemy wants to to replace truth with lies, but you have to work at replacing lies with truth. That's why biblical comprehension is so important. You cannot be a Christian and not be biblically literate. You have to speak Bible. You have to understand Bible. If you don't understand Bible, get around somebody who can help you, disciple you, teach you, get you a Bible you can read and understand and learn it. And replace the lies the enemy gives, those negative thoughts, replace them with truth, with true understanding. And then rest in that truth. A lot of people, they know the truth of what the Word says, but when it comes to to resting in that truth, they often doubt. They go back and doubt. Well, I know, God, you said you'd be there for me, but I don't feel you right now. You have to rest in truth. When God said he would be there, he's there. And then however many times it takes, repeat all these steps necessary in order to rest in the truth. The truth is what will set you free. Work on this process of renewing your mind. Repent. Recognize the source. Replace the lies with truth. Rest in the truth and repeat. Repent. Recognize. Replace. Rest. Repeat. How do I renew my mind, Pastor Cliff? R. Renew your mind means you repent. You recognize. You replace. You rest. And you repeat the process. As you do this, you will build holy habits. Jesus had holy habits. Jesus had habits that they knew he was doing. He, was, he, he, went, he had his time to pray every day. He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath and he stood up. Excuse me. <coughs> he stood up and he read. So building holy habits will replace hurting habits. We are what we are repeatedly doing. And so today we, we, I, I leave you with this last week we talked about uh, that hurt was found in our education and in our exposure. We have been educated to be hurt. We've been educated to form habits. We've been exposed to habits being marketed to us, being taught to us. And we are a product of what we have been taught I gave a scenario on Sunday, this past Sunday, and I said, do you remember, or think back, rather, to when you were young? You were, you were immediately born into a system that began imposing a series of foreign thoughts into your mind. You weren't born with a name. You were told the name to believe or to call yourself. Now, that seems very, um, you know, innocent, and of course, that's how we get our names. And I didn't I, get that. Oh, try again. Oh my goodness, my Siri is talking. <laughs> Siri is saying amen here. Uh, no, when we were born, we were told who to play with. We were told what we liked, what we don't like, what to dislike. And for 12 years, we were taught formative, developmental years. We were taught to become professional learners. Everything was taught to us. Pushed and pulled in all different types of directions through culture, through social dynamics, through family uh, history, through 
through things. And people who were already here taught us a system that was already there before they were there. And they taught us how to do it. They taught us what we needed to do. But many of them didn't teach us who we were or why we're here or what we were even worth. We were just taught to get up, go to school, do our work, come home, do it over, repeat over and over again and, and get into this life of unfulfillment and, and existence that just has us working for a bigger system, a, a system that's not, not here to, for our eternal life, just for our physical life. And people are, are, are living unfulfilled lives as people they're not simply because they were taught to do so. Media, education, politics, peer groups, patterns of thought, all formed the thinker, but never really considered the thinker. And we have learned our way into the things we do on a daily basis. So if you're going to get rid of bad habits, you're going to have to unlearn. You're going to have to give your permission, yourself permission to relearn and to learn something new and unlearn the things your family taught you. The things your trauma taught you, the things culture taught you, the things that are not of God, that are not biblical taught you. This is why it's so important to raise your families in the house of God and around. And I make no, I am not ashamed to say, I make no apologies to raise your children around the household of faith. Well, Pastor Cliff, the, the people uh, that are, you know, have problems go to church and, and the church is just full of people with problems. Yeah, there's no perfect place. There's no perfect school. I'm telling you, there's, there's just as much predators and there's just as much problems in and around schools. But the household of faith is teaching our young people that, that what Paul said, I do live in the world, but I don't fight my battles the way the people of the world do. The weapons that I fight are not the weapons of the world uses. He said, the weapons I fight have the power of God to destroy the camps of the enemy. So these are thoughts that the household of faith teaches us. And if we're not careful, we will become captive, just like the children of Israel, captive to the thoughts. Already had become free, but still thinking like a slave. Already had been, the, the chains and the shackles and the handcuffs had been loosed off of them. But even out in their freedom in the wilderness, they would rather go back to slavery because it was comfortable. Captivity is comfortable for some people. It's comforting to some people. Some people, Egypt is all they know. That's all they ever want to know. Nine times the Bible says that the Lord had to remind the children of Israel, I got you out of Egypt myself. I did not want you to be there anymore. I threw off your slavery. You can walk like a free person now. He said, you can walk with your head held high. They had a habit of, though they were free, they had a habit of walking in a, in a manner that made them look, talk, sound, operate, think, still like captives. We have to unlearn that captivity. We have to unlearn that Egypt and accept the identity we have, we have in Christ to know the identity, to know the authority that we have in Christ. I want to tell somebody this really quick. You, when you walk into a room as a child of God, the presence of God that's on the inside of you is supposed to break up and irritate spiritual darkness. If you are not walking in a room and commanding the presence of God to go into that room with you, you don't know the authority God has given you. 
You don't know that you have the power and the identity and the, and the authority in you, inside of you, to, to affect darkness. That same power has the ability to break habits. We have to be alert to what we're looking at, what we're listening to, what we're allowing access into our soul and into our, our spirit, into our mind, into our emotions. We have to do what the Word says to pay attention to, to the words of, 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 of Christ, the words of, of God. What, what Proverbs says is pay attention to the law, pay attention to Scripture. Because those produce those words produce health to a person's body. If words of life produce health, words of death will produce destruction. Words in music, words in in um, conversations, words in gossip. Listen, I don't care. You can hear some of the best gossip in church. You can be in church and still be being exposed to negativity you have to take authority over the exposure that you're giving things of the enemy because what's happening is our our habits are being formed in these moments an imprint is being put into our will to our soul to our mind and 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 what we are doing with our idle time what we're being exposed to in our subconscious mind or or, or our hearts Instead of filtering out, using the Holy Spirit to filter those things out, what we're listening to, what we're reading, what we're watching, the people we're in, the environments we're in. I, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here. But the people and the environments we're in, they are forming us because we are not taking control of the space, the identity, and, and taking control of what we are being exposed to. And so I'm just doing a recap between these two, these first two weeks because I wanted you to hear this again with fresh ears because this coming Sunday we're going into another area. But if you're going to heal properly from habits, number one, you're going to have to hope again. Let me explain that for just a minute. You're going to have to try again with a mindset that though I have fallen a bunch of times before, I got to get back up and try again because it's the right thing to do. You have hurt long enough. There is hope for you even if your brain is telling you you're going to die with this habit. You're going to deal with alcohol the rest of your life. You might as well quit smoke, quit trying to quit smoking because you're always going to be a sm if you do not if you do not take your thoughts captive and realize that a just man falls seven times but he gets back up again, you can get back up again. I want you to get back up and try again. Maybe you've tried to lose weight. Maybe you've tried to, to improve your speech. Maybe you've tried to, to cut out profanity. Maybe you've tried to, to, to stop uh, having conversations with people that are, not, that are not healthy for you and you're getting pulled into You've tried. But I'm telling you that you can hope again. If you want to heal, you need to H, hope again. If you want to heal, number two, you have to E, you have to endure the challenge. It's going to get hard when you're trying to do better. It's not going to be easy. You're going to fight opposition. And the main opposition is not the enemy. It's you. You're the opposition. You have to endure the challenge for yourself. Galatians 6 chapter 9 uh, chapter 6 verse 9 rather says don't grow weary in doing good 
y'all hear the phone ringing in the background. I'm in the church office, and I forgot to turn the phone off, but it's Jesus on the main line. Just tell him what you want. Uh, you get that. Uh, but let us not grow weary, Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Don't get tired or become discouraged in doing right. For at the right time, in the proper time, you will reap the reward if you do not give in. Breaking the stronghold of bad habits takes a strong commitment. It takes an investment of time and a lot of hard work and a willingness to be uncomfortable. If you, While you're in transit from bad habit to good habit, you're going to have to go through uncomfortable moments. Stop trying to dodge uncomfortable processes. Stop trying to, to find other ways to get changed. Someone to just snap their fingers and it's all over for you. Stop that. You're going to have to endure the challenge. That's the only way to grow. When deliverance comes, when freedom comes, when you finally get loose from Egypt, from the slave mindset of slavery and captivity, you must be determined to maintain your direction towards freedom. And that takes work. Don't give up. Hope again. E, endure the challenge again. I'm going to close with this, this one final scripture. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the freedom by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Let me read that in the NIRV. Christ has set you free to enjoy your freedom. So remain strong in the faith. means endure the challenge. And don't you dare let the chains that used to hold you, hold you again. He completely liberated you. He completely set you free. I want to remind somebody listening to this podcast, somebody listening to this, this message, this recap, that you are truly free. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Do not go back. No matter what, no matter how hard it is, don't you dare go back to Egypt. You grit your teeth. You put your. You get you around you some people, and and and, and I'm gonna talk about that this coming Sunday. You get around you some people that'll pull you into good habits, that'll help you, that'll help get you back on track. Because I'm telling you, you are worth it, ma'am. You are worth it. Ma'am, you may have fought a lot of demons in your past, a lot of hurt, a lot of heartache. But now, if you know Christ, you don't fight defeated demons. You fight the spiritual warfare of giving up, of not believing you can, of feeling depressed or oppressed or anxious. But he set you free, so be strong. Hope again and endure the challenge. I give you a challenge right now. I want you to say this. As crazy it may sound, I want you to repeat after me. Say it with me. Say, I will heal. Say it again. I will heal. I will hope again. I will endure the challenge. Let's say it one more time. I will heal. I will hope again. I will endure the challenge. Listen to me, you can do this. I'm going to pray for you as we end today. 
And I'm going to pray a couple of things. Number one, I'm going to pray that those bad habits would be broken under the power of the name of Jesus. That those those formations, those 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 uh, paths in your mind would be broken. That you would take control and you would have the power to form a new path, a new habit. But I'm also going to pray down deep on the inside for somebody who's felt like quitting. You felt like quitting would be easier than enduring. And I want to tell you, not only God does God want to heal you, but he, want to give, he wants to give you the strength to keep on going. If you need another reminder from someone, here I am telling you, you have what it takes to keep moving forward. Get out of Egypt and don't go back. Get out of those habits and don't go back. Get out of the idle time. Put down the device. Find some routine that is helping you and do it over and over again until it sticks. You have the power. Let me pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak life right now over those that are listening driving in their car, maybe they're on the treadmill, maybe they're, maybe they're sitting around the house, whatever it is, but I speak life over them. Lord, you see what they're up against, you see what they battle on a daily basis, but you, God, have already given them the victory. Thanks be to God who has given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. When we accepted Jesus into our heart, we didn't just get a savior, we got a champion who does not lose. Lord, today I'm praying right now that your spirit would break these habits over these that are listening. Lord, loose them. But also, Father God, remind them that they have the power to fight these things. They have the strength to endure the challenge, to grow, to be a, a child of God that is being transformed, that they are, they are transforming from their earthly behavior, their worldly perspective, and we're being transformed into a holy being. Lord, not just on the outward appearance, but God on the inside. Thank you for giving us this strength. We love you. We believe it. Amen. I love you guys. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Can't wait to see you. Let's finish this series strong. Talk to you soon.